I want to throw some fucking butter beers back with Hagrid. Being regular is pretty nice for my age. Welcome to Movie Mugging, the father and son podcast that would love to give you some Movie Mugging stickers. As always. All that we would ask is maybe that you you go to uh, Spotify or uh, iTunes and uh, rate us. Just click on those five stars. That would be really, really nice. Or you know what? You want to write us a review? Write us a review, too, and send us a screenshot of it. If you've already done that, just shoot me an email, moviemugging at gmail.com, and if you want a sticker, I will send you a sticker. We, we need more of these out there. We need more Eric's who are going to put these on their car. We need more people to have these stickers on their laptops when they go to Starbucks to look cool. <laughs> we need some more people just to uh, just take one of our stickers and slap it on a stop sign somewhere. Vandalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's always cool. Use them irresponsibly if you want to. But I got a stack of stickers, and I would like to give some away. All right, well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are our father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode number 168. Blixty? No. No? No. Blixty 7, but regular 68. What about in the next episode? 169, and I've already dusted <laughs> off the uh, 69 song and made a uh, slight change to it. That was one of the only songs I, like, co-wrote. I wrote a bunch of lines for that one and for my rap that I still can't really listen to. <laughs> well, that won't come out again until next Valentine's Day. Like, I- I've gotten past the point. Like, I can listen to my voice and not cringe. Like, most people do. People make memes about hearing their voice and being like, ugh. I've gotten past that point, but I cannot... <laughs> I can't listen to that rap, man. That's fucking... I don't know. I love my voice. I sometimes uh, touch myself to my own voice. Like what right now. It? Like, shh, just give me a minute. You're not touching yourself. I'm no, no. Th- th- right th- there th- this right is for there. later. This is for later. Hey, Vince. You're looking good, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going to be interrupted shh, by my voice. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I'm giving you a softy, huh? Let's get hard right now. <laughs> Can't even get hard stop anymore. Stop it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> shh, just give me a minute. Hey, Vince. You know how cute I've always thought you were. Stop. Uh, <laughs> he's turning me down. Hey, Vince, now that we're alone. Got something I like to do. Why are you breathing so heavy? <laughs> Can't do this with you in the room. You're doing the whole like Marilyn Monroe happy birthday Mr. President <laughs> thing going. Gosh, that wasn't sexy. A lot of people think that was really sexy. I, that wasn't sexy at all. I and mean, clearly... I mean, she was sexy. Skyler from fucking Breaking Bad, her boss that she fucked and rubbed it in Walt's face, thought it was sexy. I hate that bitch. I know you do. I wish the cousins would have gone after her instead of Hank, man. <laughs> Hank's at least like trying to be good, but he's just kind of an ass. But And I'm disappointed in you. You fucking binged and binged and binged the show, and then you fucking came to an immediate, abrupt halt. And I it, can't it, finish TV shows. I told y'all that was going to happen, and you're like, Breaking Bad's different. I got to like the end of season three, so I really only had two seasons left, and I couldn't do it. I don't know. I'd, like I just immediately lose interest. Like that's why I try and binge them a bunch because I'm like, if I don't do this fast, I'm not gonna finish the show. But I just when I lose interest in shows, I cannot watch them. Like even if I sit down and I try, I can't. It's like not repulsive. But it's just one of those things where it's like, 
I'm just unable to. It's like when you bring somebody home and you're like, I don't know if this is a great idea or not, but I'm really horny. And then you end up banging. And then later on, you're like, fuck, why did I do that? I wish she would just leave. The post not kinda, clarity. Yeah, kind of like that. And you just never want to see her again to be reminded of it. No. It's, it's, is it kind of like that? I don't, I don't think so. But oh. I think now that I think about it, maybe my strategy is wrong. Maybe watching three seasons in like five days... Uh, was not a good idea. Maybe I just burned myself out on shows. Well, I hope one day you go back to it. Yeah, it, 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 it deserves it. Every show, their time will come, but it could be like three years from now. I take really long breaks from shows. Well, I recently benched a show, and I'm going to get into it in the lobby, and uh, it's going to be right now because it's lobby time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. So, as I announced last week, I did have surgery, and I did come out of it uh, okay with your thoughts and prayers, um, which I still, I still feel them rolling in right now. Still feel them. You're going to be receiving those thoughts and prayers while you're listening to your, your disembodied voice in your ears, and you're going like, to come on the sink or something. <laughs> My friend has done that. Listen to thoughts and prayers and come in a sink? <laughs> no, he sent a picture of his come in a sink. Gosh, why? <laughs> what? Uh, there's the worst picture I've seen from him. <laughs> was, uh, he was doing that, and it was all in, his, in between his fingers. <laughs> oh, so funny. I just feel all my energy just went... Like, like you ever hear that power down noise? You're hearing yeah. it in your head right now. Yeah, that's why Gross, I man. You say a lot of gross things on here, but those are that's really <laughs> fucking gross that your friend sent you a picture of his cum in the sink and another one where his hand looked like a duck all webbed and stuff. Uh, yeah. Gosh, uh, no. That makes me think. Gross. Um, one time. What the fuck is wrong with him? Me and that friend went to another friend's apartment and we got drunk and that friend passed out and he locked the door and he also locked the door to the bathroom. Because there are two separate rooms, but the rooms are connected. He locked all, th all the doors. <laughs> and, and both of me and my friend both had to pee, so we both peed in his trash can. Yeah. And well, there's like, nothing wrong with that. No, one of, one of my friends, he was like, y'all are dicks for that. And I was like... Bullshit. I was like, fuck you. He locked us out and wouldn't come get us. So we both had to go to the bathroom. We pee in his trash can. I, I tell him in the morning on the way out the door... Yeah, it's like, sorry, yeah, we peed in your trash can because you wouldn't unlock the door for us. We could have pissed in his sink, but, like, you know, we had to leave our mark. And you would have had to stand up on a counter. Yeah, and, but he he has to grab the trash can or trash and take that out and has piss all in it. All right, so your your thoughts and prayers were appreciated. Like I said, uh, surgery went well. I, I'm healing nicely. I still have some stitches in my knee. I'm going to get those out uh, on Tuesday. So, um but rather than give you any more details of my surgery, why don't I get into a little bit of shit that bothers me, surgery edition. Dude, please don't carry on a conversation with the cashier. There's a fucking line, and she doesn't give a shit anyway. Of all the fucking places, all the empty seats in here, and you want to pick this one right next to me? Is that what's fucking happening? No, I don't want to join your rewards program. All right, so I'm just going to say it right now. I, I have a problem with IV needles. <laughs> um, you, you can take my blood. I don't really like it. You can give me shots. Don't really like it. But for whatever reason, when it comes to IVs, 
I'll start sweating. I'm um, sure all the color from my face goes away. I, I just, I, I just, I can't not. And I feel like a pussy when it happens and I'm always apologizing, but it gets me. It gets me bad. So my dad always says that uh, his veins are really hard to poke and that uh, people always have to try multiple times. That's a big, big fear of mine, that they, that they can't find a vein. And I think about it every time I go to have my blood taken or every time I happen to have an IV in my hand or something like that. But it's always worked out. This time, it didn't work out. Lady, she like put the tourniquet on and was like tapping my hand, trying to find a thing and, and kept tapping and kept tapping. I'm thinking, oh shit, she can't find something. And then she undoes it and leaves. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Right. So she comes back with the anesthesiologist. She's going to make him do it, mm-hmm. but she goes ahead and, and tries again and, uh, it's in and, and I'm, I'm like, okay, but they keep fucking with it. Right. Mm. And she's like, oh, it's, it's not right. And she has to take it out. And I'm just like, you motherfucker. And then she, she does it like on the outside of my arm near my elbow and she gets it in there. But, but here's the thing, man, I just, look, it bothers me that I got to get an IV. Uh, look, I, I completely understand, but I need you to send your very best sticker. <laughs> okay. I need your fucking top sniper of, of IV stickers. Okay. Don't send me somebody who has a hard time with this. And isn't there some gas you can give me first or something? Can, can you not <laughs> give me some liquid clonopin or something just to liquid chill me the fuck clonopin? out? So, are they going to give you, are going to drink it? Yeah, let me snort it, whatever. Something to take effect in a hurry so I don't have to think about that shit, okay? Because that's fucked up. <laughs> All right, second thing that bothers me, surgery edition, I didn't get to feel the high. Like, like normally... They'll tell you, well, I'm going to put some of this in your IV and then you're going to feel really good for a minute. And you just, you get that maybe three seconds of euphoria, the kind of euphoria that you'll steal money out of your grandma's purse for later on down the road. Yeah. I didn't get it this time. Like I heard them talking about fentanyl and then, and I think I remember saying something like, well, that's dangerous. And then I wake up in my fucking recovery room. (laughs) Like I didn't get to feel a high at all. And that's fucking bullshit. If I have to have a surgery, help me out, man. Give me something where I'm going to get to feel that high for a little bit. Make it a little more worth my while. Whenever I got my wisdom teeth out and we, you have the videos and stuff, I don't remember that. Like, I I can recall, uh, didn't I call the uh, lady who was in, like, wheelchairing me a bitch? Yeah, because she wouldn't, like, uh, yeah. drive you off a ramp really fast. There was a <laughs> game called Happy Wheels, and you could play all these different characters, and you just, like, drive through the a course somebody made. Uh, and one of them was a hobo in a wheelchair, and there was a rocket booster on the back, and I I wanted that, and I remember that. I feel like I remember using my middle finger, but that's it. And I don't remember feeling good. I don't remember any of it. There's just funny videos for me to watch or look back to. I remember my colonoscopy when I started feeling good, and it was fantastic. I remember when I had my uh, stent put in my artery. I remember feeling high then, and I was most dreading the IV but I was most looking forward to feeling the high. And I feel like I got double fucked because they had to do the IV twice and I didn't get to feel the high. So it wasn't even fucking worth it. Yeah, I guess my knee will be okay one day to run again, but damn it, I, I missed out on the high and uh, that bothered me. Jack, you know what else bothered me uh, about uh, my surgery? What? The hospital gown. <laughs> there was your ass showing? Well, I mean, I got to leave my underwear on, but they're not practical. They should be more like robes. They should tie in the front. 
because you you put on the robe and then you try to lay back down in bed, but you can't uh, get because comfortable like, because of the way that the gown is. The tie, like you're laying well, on it? Is that yeah, it, I mean, or? because you, you lay down and the way you've laid down, now you can't like move your arm very well because it's tucked really tight or something. It just... I don't know, you haven't been in, you've never fucking been in a hospital gown where you've had to lay back down in a bed, have you? No. They suck. I think my surgery for my wisdom teeth was done with what I was wearing. Yeah. They just need to turn them around and make them robes. They don't have to be like nice terry cloth or fluffy robes, okay? Because I realize that there's a cost that goes with that and you need to be able to like wash them um, in bulk. And, and I get that. They don't need to be fancy but they just need to be more like robes. It would make a whole lot more sense. Just turn it around. No. It, you, <laughs> they're not built like that. And then your cock and balls are hanging yeah, out. Yeah, my dingus would be just swinging. Yeah. So maybe I'll just ask Erica. Erica, why do they give you gowns like that rather than like a robe? How, how did the gowns win out over robe? Do you really think they reused them? Oh, 100%. Really? Yeah. What are they made of? I always expected them to be... Uh, a close cousin of the like the parchment paper that you lay on, like at the doctor's office, you know. No, they're, they're not crunchy. No, but um, when I went to the the men's mental hospital for a little bit, that clothing there, you can like tear through it if you want. <laughs> like because it, they like, don't want you to commit suicide with it. Yeah, it's like cheap paperish. I always, but it's like soft. It's like a cloth paper kind of hybrid. I always assumed that's what those were. I mean, I wouldn't want them to be reused. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Shipped. Maybe I'm wrong. Erica, let me know. Do those get reused? I, I feel. I'm I feel like they know. do. I feel like they. I feel like they have a, a company that comes and picks them up and then goes and sanitizes them they, and everything and yeah. then and then brings them back folded. I mean, I feel like that would be be gross. Probably more expensive than just ordering new ones. I don't know. Throwing them in the incinerator, the old ones. I, I, I don't know. I just think that's gross because, like, you could have somebody that doesn't have anything, like, infectious wearing it. Like, like maybe someone with cancer had it. And it's like, okay, I'd wear that one. <laughs> like, I, I'd, I'd wear something for that. But, like... You don't want one that somebody died in? Yeah. Well, yeah. Or if they just had, like, COVID or, if they, like, just something, like, nasty. Like, I'm... if they were getting a bunch of, like, butt shit done, <laughs> like, a colonoscopy one... Like, that's not that bad, but, like, there's no way shit got on it, but at the same time, it's like, well, I don't really want to wear the old man colonoscopy fucking gown. I may be, I may be completely wrong. They may just throw those things away, but, but also I know how cheap companies are, and I know yeah. that that's a way that they could save a whole lot of money is if they just went and got them washed. And obviously, the people that come and pick them up, they're going to be like, okay, we're not able to get those uh, blood stains out or, or that brain matter off of that. So we're, you know, those <laughs> yeah. are, those are going to go in, in that red bin over there. But I just have a feeling, I have a feeling that, that what I put on, somebody else had had on, maybe several people had had on at one time or another. I, I feel like that's really gross, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like it probably happens. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jack, and the last thing that bothered me, uh, surgery edition, uh, post-op is um, I've not been able to use my knee as an excuse yet. Like, nobody's uh, come over and said, hey, can you help me do this? And, and nope. Or I could say, no, I can't. <laughs> Look at my stitches. Can't do it. Because normally I have to make up shit. Now I actually nope. have uh, an actual excuse, but I've not been able to use it yet. What you cannot do, what I will not allow you to do, is volunteer me to do something. 
<laughs> like if it, your mother does that, if, I don't do that to you. If it's in the house and like I'm needed for it, I'll do it. But I'm thinking like next door neighbor comes over, hey, can you can you get on this ladder and help me with this thing? Don't be like no, but Jack can, because I I will end you in your sleep. Yeah, that'd be a shit thing to do. <laughs> Although you're supposed to help your neighbors. You know, every time I've... Fuck that. They come over and help me when I'm outside struggling with something. Well, that's their problem. It's a good neighborly thing to do. I help them too. When when the when the storm blew through and, and knocked the tree down next door, like four of us were out there helping helping that out. That's, that's what good neighbors I, do. You're a shit neighbor. I struggle with the neighbor dynamic. To me... My neighbors are not my friends. They are not my family. My, I don't know. My neighbors? Really? How about like, your neighbors, man? But, but why? Have you ever heard of being neighborly? Do you know what that means? Being nice to your neighbors. Yeah, and I helping out. But why? Why, mean, why? Why is there an inclination to be nice to strangers? Because you live next door to them. And you like so, if you so, need them, you'd like to get their help. And if they need you, you you should help so them out. So the people we've never met, whose dogs used to bark all day, all night. Yeah. If a, a, a tree branch fell in their driveway, are you going to go out and help them? Yes, I would help them. Oh, well, you're just a better Samaritan than me. Well, I, nobody's surprised about that. I don't know. I, I If I'm a neighbor, if I have options, I'm keeping to myself. I don't want neighbor. You're a different species. If I had a choice, I would not want neighbor. No, I understand that. I'm sure you would. Do you want neighbors? I would want neighbors to live a little bit further away than (laughs) than they do here because, like, when when I'm... They're 10 feet from our driveway. Like, when I'm screaming at your mom because dinner's, like, one minute late, I just (laughs) know the neighbors can hear everything that we're saying. Yeah. So I would like like some land. But, But I would like to have neighbors... Somewhat close by, less than a mile away. Yeah, so that I look, can you're gonna get need to a, them if I wanted to you, walk. You may need a neighbor one day to help you out with something, and and it's good to know your neighbors, and it's good to know that they got your back if you really need it, and I got their back if they really need it. I don't know. All right, and that was shit that bothers me. Surgery edition. Dude, please don't carry on a conversation with the cashier. There's a fucking line, and she doesn't give a shit anyway. Of all the fucking places, all the empty seats in here, and you want to pick this one right next to me? Is that what's fucking happening? No, I don't want to join your rewards program. All right, so while I've been uh, recovering, I've been doing a lot of uh, just kind of kicking back in the recliner, and I decided to uh, watch Stranger Things because everybody's been telling me how great it is and how, man, it's such a, a throwback to the 80s and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed season one. Season two, I stopped in the middle because I thought it got stupid, and so I just never watched season three or season four. But everybody's saying, watch it, watch it, watch it. So I went ahead and binged season three and season four. But while I was watching it, there, there were a couple things that, that came to me that I thought, hey, this would be interesting to talk about during lobby time. So, so number one, last week or maybe the week before, you mentioned how 10 out of 10, worst case scenario for you would be floating in the ocean um, possibly some sharks around or something like that. Yes. So I, I'm watching season three, and there's a flashback to I guess season two. Samwise Gamgee was in uh, was in Stranger Things. Yeah. I okay. I remember that because um, he was kind of digging on Winona Ryder. Right? Yeah. 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 So he ends up getting uh, eaten by a demigorgon. I was gonna say he gets fucked. I'm yeah. pretty Sure. So it just made me think, what would be worse, being stalked by something like let's just say a big cat? out in uh, Africa or like a, a jaguar mm-hmm. in, uh, in the rainforest or whatever, you're, you're being stalked and you're probably 
good chance of getting eaten alive by something. Yeah. Or floating out in the ocean. Oh, floating in the ocean is way worse. I really? That's what you're going to say. I feel like I have a lot more control over my destiny if I'm being stalked by a cat. Like obviously, a big cat, like a, a leopard or something. Because if I have a... Do I have... What, am, what do I have? Do I have a means of protecting myself? Like what? Or am I in a t-shirt and shorts? You're in a t-shirt and shorts. Then I would rather be eaten alive than float in the ocean. What? It'd be faster. You would probably get your nerve endings so fucked and get into shock so fast you wouldn't feel much before you bleed out and dead. Being but, eaten alive would be horrifying. Do you ever watch those shows where they're so like a, attacking though. like a water buffalo and stuff, and they're just yeah. chomping on it and eating on it, and it's yeah. just like screaming? Yeah. That's awful, but man. They, what a horrible way to go. They die a lot slower than we do. You'll die immediately. Oh, gosh. I and mean, if a bear is mauling you and you don't die immediately, you'll be in so much shock you won't know what's going on, and then you're suddenly you're up at the Golden Gates, you know? But in the ocean... The, your death's going to take a lot longer because it's not a hundred percent likely that you will get just torn apart by eight sharks at once, as it is that you'll be eaten alive by a fucking puma actively stalking you. So you'll be sunburnt to shit. The anxiety, just the fucking starvation and thirst if you even make it that long. And I just am very afraid. You can't see what's around you. You see straight horizon and sky and then dark. And you're floating in dark with God knows fucking what. I would rather do anything that would kill me before I do that. All right, so let's let's just narrow it down a little bit more. You're going to get eaten alive by sharks or you're going to get eaten alive Cat. By, by cats? Yes. You would rather get eaten alive by cats? Yes. I can breathe the whole time. <laughs> this the the loss of breath and the and like you're sucking in water. Just the sharks are just horrifying. And just to see a shark in person, if you're like way out in the deep, it's probably not gonna be like a. I, I maybe it would be. I don't know. I feel like it's not gonna be small. That it's gonna be one of those sharks that you see on, on the TV that jumps out and is like. You're like, oh, that looks pretty big. And then they're like, that thing is 80 feet long and it weighs 500 tons. It'll swallow you whole. Like, uh-uh. Like, I am so, like, there. there's a reason that Jaws is heralded as one of the most scary movies of all time. Have you ever heard of a horror movie centered around a fucking leopard? <laughs> I, it's just way scarier. And I mean... My heart can't handle that. Like, I'd much rather get my throat clawed out and my face eaten off than have to deal but with the ocean in any capacity. At least in the ocean, you don't see it coming, so that could kind of be better. But it's going you, get you your see... legs first. It's gonna... no, 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 not necessarily. There's no way you're just floating and it just takes your head off clean. Why do you think that couldn't be the case? Because it's not going to be... If So I'm thinking only your head is above water. How, how is it going to take off your head first? It's going to be coming from below? Because sharks do do that. Like, they'll, they'll surprise you because... Shut up. Um, <laughs> they don't come from above, Jack. I mean, they, they could come from the side, but either way, the stuff that's exposed to them, I mean, I guess if it literally, if it did what Jaws did and had like the whole upper half of its body out of the water and it came at you like that, it could fucking bite your torso in half. But like, it takes your legs and then you can't hardly swim. And then what? Sharks a lot of times don't come back because they don't like us. 
Now you have fucking half your legs. You need way worse surgery than what you just got. And you're just going to slowly bleed out in the fucking cold ocean. And it's cold. Ocean's not a warm place to be. It's fucking cold out there. This the, It would be so much more miserable. It would be a longer ordeal than, oh shit, there's a leopard in that tree licking its chops. I'm about to die. I, I like my chances a lot better if a fucking tiger jumped onto me. Maybe I can super adrenaline, like, climb a tree. And then, like, oh, the cat can too. But maybe I can fucking kick it. Or, like, get... there. There's resources as well. Like... Not, not that I'm some survivalist. If a cat's chasing me, I'm going to die. You're, you're dead. But there you're just is, prolonging. But listen, there's that one percent chance that you can find uh, just that rock that is just sharp, or a good fucking really thick stick that is sharp. Just anything that you can utilize as a weapon in the ocean. You can't grab anything. It's just water. Humans don't belong in water. So I'd much rather die on land where I have any fucking remote, tiny 0.1% chance of something going in my favor, I have more control. And also, I, you would die way faster to a, a fucking cat than, a, than in the ocean. I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm, I'm considering both in my brain, <laughs> and I just really feel like a big cat, say a lion, is coming at me, and I know I'm about to get fucking eaten alive. That, to me is more horrifying than a shark eating me. It, it just is, to me. All right, the second thing from Stranger Things is there was a lady at the pool, and she left to go to the bathroom, and she's, she's wearing a one-piece bathing suit. Mm -hmm. So when women go to the bathroom in their one-piece bathing suit, do you think they take the straps off and they pull the whole thing down around their knees and go to the bathroom? Or do you think they just go in the bathroom and they just kind of grab the part that's, <laughs> that's covering their, their their puss and just kind of yeah. hold it over to the side? What do you, what do you think they do? Man, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. They should make them to where it's like, you know, like the, like the nineties that a farmer, like the <laughs> farmer husband would wear with the, with the butt flap on it. They should do those. You know, women want to look good in their bathing suits. They, they don't Everyone want to have snaps on there with a little flap that goes <laughs> down. I know if it was me, I would just reach down there and grab that part and just move it to the side and, and pee and then just, you know, put it back on. But I wonder what, they, I wonder what most women do. I feel like... Moviemugging at gmail.com. Let I me know. I'll send you a movie I feel like it's sticker. that. It's just so much easier. And I don't think there's anything harder than putting on a wet bathing suit, so... So to take it off and then put it all the way back on, that would just suck. Yeah, and then your boobs are hanging out. It just seems like it would just be <laughs> like a lot more trouble and a lot more uncomfortable. Maybe they do a combo because those things are pretty tight, yeah? Yeah. So moving just the strap over your vag is going to be kind of tight. So maybe they pull the, the shoulder things off to make it easier so maybe they don't take it all the way off, just a little bit to make it easier to pull uh, the vag cover. You really thought of this from watching some girl leave the pool in a one piece and then she like, what, she came back? Yeah, I, I did think about that. She got up and she's like, hey, can you watch my kid? I got to go to the bathroom. And she got up and started walking there. And for some reason, I was like, how do, how do women go to the bathroom when they're wearing their one piece? All right, and lastly, how about a little uh, Ask Jack? Uh, uh, uh... Is it good to masturbate to a naked dude? I mean... <laughs> and that's a, a question that varies from 
the person you ask. Yeah, I guess, you know, if that floats your boat. Yeah, I don't care. Go right ahead. All right, this question comes from Rick from Connecticut. So uh, we got a new state represented here, which is great. So his question is, Jack, if you had to live in a fictional world in any movie, what movie would it be? And Harry Potter comes to mind pretty quick because I could still be myself, but I, in my version, I would be a wizard. I mean, I'd be pretty pissed if I was a fucking muggle. (laughs) I'd be really mad if I teleported there and uh, I was just regular. I'd be very fucking mad. Being regular is pretty nice for my age. I would be the most salty someone has ever been uh, ever in existence if I went to that universe and I was not a wizard. What if you were a Hufflepuff? I don't care. I can use magic. I can use the fucking green shit that kills people. Well, I have the power to. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm I'm more gonna like uh, do the the lock picking stuff, the levitation stuff, stupefy on my friends. I want to throw some fucking butterbeers back with Hagrid. Yeah, that'd be fun. Fuck, yeah, I want to be friends with Dumbledore. And that that has to be number one, right? I mean, you get to live in a cool castle, all these different cool things. You Magic powers, maps that reveal people's footsteps, invisible cloaks, potions, fucking... Uh, fantasy animals like the basilisk, a fucking buckbeak or whatever it was named, like the that griffin thing, fucking the big old spiders out in the the thing, werewolves, like the paintings on the on the walls that'll yeah, talk to you. Just actually seeing the Sorting Hat and like, like I'm not some big Harry Potter buff. Like I read into like halfway through the fourth book when I was I was pretty young. And I couldn't finish, but I, I've loved the movies. I've seen them all multiple times. I've read the books multiple times. I'm a big, big fan of Harry Potter. Yeah, and my sister too. I know. Yeah, that. I, I think that she, she was pretty young when she read them, and I, I think she always hoped that like an owl would come and she would get invited to to go to Hogwarts. I, I, yeah. have a, I think I've, we've talked to her before, and I think that she, she held out hope that that was a that, that was a real thing. I remember one time she came out of her room crying. Yeah. She hadn't finished it. Right. And she's like, Harry's dead. Yeah. Like, keep reading or something. Just go back up, keep reading. Dumbledore dying crushed her as well. Dude, that crushed me. Yeah. And I would kill Malfoy immediately. (laughs) Immediately. like His two punk-ass friends. I I would teleport us to a storage unit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That would make it really easy. I could have a storage unit just somewhere... And I could do, like, the teleport thing. I would also steal Hermione's time travel necklace. I would be the most decked-out wizard. I would befriend, uh, not with Ron. Ron's kind of a loser. Um, I would be friends with his twin brothers, though, because they're fucking awesome. Like, I don't even know what movie it is, but when they, like, actually go to Diagon Alley or whatever, and they're in that shop, and they're, like, trying to sell all the stuff or whatever, they're, they're cool. I would have saved Cedric too. He was a good guy. So you have been in the Triwizard Tournament, and I yes, absolutely, I'm awesome. And I would have definitely saved Sirius Black as well. And if Lupin dies, I can't remember saved him. I would have saved Snape. I would. I, I mean, I'd bring a gun. Well, uh, you don't need a gun. They've, you need they, a gun. And yeah, I do. What if my wand gets knocked out of my hand? And then I can just glock Voldemort straight in the face. And then, you know what? He who shall not be named is gone. I can bring some of my stuff because if I, I don't know, like. I don't need a Patronus. I got a fucking 30-06. Well, 
you know, with magic, you can have like the the green versus red beam thing, like ah, and I'm with okay. one hand, I reach behind, boom, and and then you know what, you're dead, and I'm definitely gonna take Wormtail, Peter Pettigrew, or you know, whatever. I'm taking him to a storage unit too because he <laughs> scared me so bad when I was a kid. He's nasty. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you agree with me on all that? Yeah. There's yeah, there's I would. I, it's it's lots of possibilities in that one. It's a very vast, expansive universe. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I, I think that would be a good one. Be better than Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Maximum Overdrive. And it, it's also. Our reality, like it's not so twisted. I'm gonna have to get used to a lot of stuff. It's more, I'm just gonna be me with a wand, and that makes it really easy. Yeah, it's a good answer. I like that one. All right, and that was Ask Jack. Uh, uh, uh. Is it good to masturbate to a naked dude? It's so weird for me to hear those because I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I don't remember saying the vast majority of them. What do you mean? You just did. What you're talking about. So thanks for submitting a question, Rick. Uh, anybody else out there who wants to submit a question to Ask Jack, just head on over to our website and click on the link that says Ask Jack. Uh, we do have a whole lot more that we have not done yet. I know a lot of you have sent them in, and we will get to them. I promise. Just keep hanging in there. All right. You got anything else for the lobby? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. Okay, this movie came out in 2007. It is rated PG-13. It is one hour and 36 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 94%. IMDb 7.5 out of 10. And 83% of Google users like this movie. War of the Worlds. <laughs> no. I thought that was the year that movie came out. Uh, it could have been. I think it is. All right, let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. Under profanity, there are two F words, 11 S words, one obscene hand gesture, 22 sexual references, 9 scatological terms and anonymical terms, 9 mild obscenities, name-calling like jock, jerk, stupid, nerd, squares, and stink eye, and also 3 uses of Jesus. Okay. And there is a scene when a teacher puts a condom on a banana. Oh. So not War of the Worlds. Okay. Yeah. Noted. All right. So I was all ready to show uh, an 80s movie. I, I even had the uh, I even have the sounder. But you got lucky. Because now, after a conversation with you, I am showing the movie Juno. Oh, cool. Yeah, you mentioned it in the car. Yeah, because we were listening to uh, one of the songs from it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And I think I would have played this a long time ago, but I know that your mom would have wanted to play it if she was ever going to be on here again, either that or Pretty Woman, but I figured it would be Juno. But, you know, she's too busy not being on here. Ignoring us and trying to become a doctor. But, you know, maybe she can make the big bucks and we can do this full time. (laughs) That would be pretty cool. All right, you ready to do this? Mm Mm-hmm. You excited? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2007's Juno. Yep. How you doing over there, Mr. Uncomfortable? Well, I just, I was uncomfortable because I, this movie was not all that predictable. And (laughs) Jason Bateman was being a bit of a pedophile. Yep. And I didn't know how all of that was going to go. I was uncomfortable during that and that only. 
But you were really uncomfortable. Well, yeah, because I'm like, Jason Bateman, like, you never play someone bad. I like, know, I know. I can't see it's hard. you doing this, especially, especially like, like, that's worse than murder, I feel like. Ooh. I'd rather know that you killed someone than fucked an underage girl. I mean, would you not feel the same I for me? Just was... It's worse than... I was hoping this conversation wouldn't be so blunt. I just kind of wanted to understand, you know... <laughs> he was being... Talk about your uncomfortableness. Pedophilish. He was definitely being inappropriate yes. with, uh, with a 16-year-old. And it was just gross. It was really hard to it, watch. Yeah, exactly. It made me fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, I've seen this movie many times, and that never gets less uncomfortable. I don't think it would. it makes it even harder... That it's Jason Bateman, too. And also, I loved his character. He was a cool dude who just married the wrong person. He, they were completely incompatible. I think he just was stuck in the past and wasn't ready to grow up and kind of move on. But, I mean, he, she was a bitch. She was not a bitch. Uh, look at your shirt. Grow up. You're wearing a fucking shirt right now that says Cobra Kai on it. Yeah. And you cut the sleeves off it. Mom yeah. doesn't say that to you. Well, we're white trash. It matches. But, you, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess I can't deny that, but you know what I mean. Like, she was really rude right there. I... All she gave a shit about was having a kid. I identified a lot more with Jason Bateman. Of course you did. Because... He didn't. He still had stuff he wanted to do. He wanted to go live in the city and experience fucking life. They were still in their twenties, and she wants. No, they seemed like no. It. They like were in their thirties. No, okay. it said thirties in the ad. Um. Okay. Well, still, that's n fucking young enough to still want to go experience things on your own or with the person you love. But she's ready to lock that shit down and end her life. Well. <laughs> now, I, I think the Her problem, social life. and look, we, we don't get the backstory on them, but just judging by what I see, my guess is he was a go-along kind of guy, and he just, because it was an easier thing to do, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, okay, and then he grew to resent that, he grew to resent her, he grew to resent what a baby would mean to his still hopes and dreams of... I don't know, going out and rocking or something again. So I don't necessarily think it was her fault. I think you can see it both ways, mm -hmm. and there's definitely a middle ground. She's I'm, a good person. She is a good person. She's gonna be a great mom. But I just think they are completely incompatible. And maybe they were before, but once you and you can be high school sweethearts and love each other forever, but then once certain decisions come around, like he should have never gone with it. He should have never made that ad. He should have just told her, I'm not ready, and dealt with it then. Yeah. Like, that was... That's on him. That's A lot of this is on him. A lot of the fucking stress and miscommunication, he could have just said something. He definitely should have. But I, I had a hard time liking her because there was only one thing that mattered. She'd rather have a baby than have her lungs, you know? Like... Like, that's all she cared about. She went out. She was highly fixated on being a mother. So much. And, like, the whole, like, oh, these two matching yellow swatches of paint on the wall. Which one do I do? Look, women are ridiculous sometimes <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that, okay? Was mom like that? I, you know, <laughs> I don't really recall. But, I, look, they, they said it in this movie. The book, I guess, What to Expect When You're Expecting, which every woman reads when they're 
going to... Expecting. Yeah, exactly. And there are some chapters for the guys to read, and, and I did read them too, but... And, and you asked me if it was true. It's not real for me until the baby's here. Like, as soon as... It said that the... Your mom got pregnant, it was immediately real. For me, it was just kind of... It, it just wasn't, you know? Even though I knew damn well there's a baby in there, we're creating a nursery, there's baby showers where we're getting all sorts of stuff... It still wasn't real until labor kicked in. The direct quote from the movie was, mothers become a mother when they're pregnant. Fathers become a father when they see the baby. That was true for me. And I guess I can get that. But what about when, so that was my sister. She was the first kid. Did it become real to you again when I came out or when you're like, oh, shit, she's pregnant? I mean, you were the second kid. I didn't really even pay attention. So it doesn't, you know, I, <laughs> okay. I, I don't really recall. I mean, obviously, the first one is like a much, like, it's it's your first one. It's, it's a like different a, feeling. It's a different feeling. It's it's a big deal. That's the one that has a billion pictures made of. That's the one that has a baby book. You know, mm -hmm. your baby book probably has a, a few things written down. I mean, it's just kind of the way it is. It's like a, you know, it, it's all it's brand less new. It's magical. Uh, yeah, I, I'm for me, and, and maybe I'm a dick for saying that. Well, no, no, it's not, because the first time you, I went to Six Flags with you was like the most magical thing, and it's just worse every single time. <laughs> I notice how hot it is more and more and more. Every yeah. time we go, yeah. I'm like, damn, it's hot. Pretty good analogy. But the yeah, time before that? that, I'm like, that's pretty hot. And time before that, it's rather warm. Mm -hmm. You know, like, <laughs> the magic is gone. Like... I can't believe we waited uh, fucking in a line for three hours for Tony Hawk's big spin, and that ride sucked, and I didn't mind it at all. <laughs> I can't imagine how you felt. Like, fuck. It's pretty disappointing. Like, Jack, why do you, like, why are we doing this? I don't understand. That ride sucked. Yeah. At first, it was it was cute. Oh, I got to help her put her shoes on because she can't even see her feet anymore. And then, and then it became, it's like, come on, fucking... man. Can't you get some fucking slip-ons? I'm busy over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, and then I'll, I'll get into the 50 Cent Tour and all that stuff, we're talking about Jason Bateman and him being uh, really creepy and damn near a pedo. Mm -hmm. um, Juno is a 16-year-old kid who is giving her baby up for adoption to Jason Bateman and uh, Jennifer Garner's characters. And Juno's just kind of one of those people who will just come into your house and make herself at home. Yeah. And she's very forward and blunt and quirky and it can kind of seem like she might be flirting with you a little bit even if she's not just because how forward she is it's, yeah it's just it's weird i'm uncomfortable with her as well but we'll get into that in a little bit yeah she's definitely on the weirder side yeah. of people uncomfortable but she's showing up there when jennifer garner's character is not around and jason bateman who's like 30 something he's starting to obviously kind of dig her because she's cool and she's hip and they got kind of the same taste in music. They both like gore movies and stuff. And they can have great back and forths just talking yeah, about stuff. But that line is beginning to be crossed and, and it's just yeah. so fucking uncomfortable to watch. And it's, and it's really hard to see somebody like Jason Bateman, who I fucking adore, man. I love him. And it's kind of like the way, way back with I was Steve Carell. It's the same situation. When you love somebody and then you hate him so much in a movie, it's like, this does not compute. Yeah. Stop it, Jason and Bateman. Stop it right terrible now. Terrible feeling. Yeah. All right. So let me give this movie the 50 Cent Tour. This is about a quirky young lady named Juno, played by Elliot Page. 
and she is impregnated by Bleeker, who is played by Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. She's a junior in high school, and she does not want to have a baby. And uh, she decides that she's going to give it up for adoption. And she finds this couple in the penny saver, which I guess is like, we used to call them the green sheets, which is basically everything for sale. And like her friend said, we found this couple right next to the exotic birds. Yeah. So she goes and meets with them, and they have a lawyer there. And she's like, yeah, I'm ready to squirt this baby out and give it to you. And you got Jennifer Garner and Jason Bateman are going to be the parents. He doesn't really end up wanting the baby. They kind of split up. But Juno goes ahead and gives the baby to uh, Jennifer Garner's character anyway. And then there's Happily Ever After with uh, Bleeker. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. When precious teen Juno McGuff becomes pregnant, she chooses a failed rock star and his wife to adopt her unborn child. Complications occur when Mark, the prospective father, begins viewing Juno as more than just the mother of his future child, putting both his marriage and the adoption in jeopardy. Yeah, that sums up the uncomfortable for sure. Yeah. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about is the cast. I mean, who else, who, who else could they have casted? Fucking no all-star, one. perfect casting. You got Elliot Page as Juno, Michael Sarah as Polly Bleeker. Of course, Jason Bateman, already talked about him, Jennifer Garner. The wonderful, fantastic J.K. Simmons plays Juno's dad. I have not seen him in enough. <laughs> I know, I've I know. I've seen him in Whiplash. I've seen him in this. <laughs> Whiplash is like... It's it's the same Jason Bateman thing and, and Steve Carell thing. Why are you such a fucking asshole? You're J.K. Simmons. That was my first introduction to him. Oh, was it? Besides, we are farmers. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, so like I just kind of... Th- he played it fucking perfectly in Whiplash. He was insane. Oh, he's just a fantastic <laughs> fucking actor. And I, I loved him in this movie. Oh, my gosh. I, I wrote at the end of my notes, my biggest complaint about this movie was... Couldn't you have found a way to put J.K. Simmons in it more? Uh, I mean, they could have done more, but I feel like too much, it would have cheapened it a little bit because, like, the effect he had was so strong because they didn't use him a ton. And uh, not to discredit him at all. I mean, he did fucking amazing. But you know what I mean? Like, when he was on the screen, it was like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But if he was always on the screen, it'd be like, hmm. Well, it'd still be like, yeah, but yeah. it wouldn't be, yeah, yeah, you know. I want him to have his own sitcom. He's amazing. And who is the stepmom? So the stepmom was Allison Janney. I'd never heard of her before. I, I've seen her in movies before. She was in The Way, Way Back. She was the mom of the kid who had one eye that looked the other way. Don't recall. Oh, she was great in that, too. <laughs> she, she was awesome in this movie. Uh, and then Rain Wilson had a little part yeah, in it, too. Yeah, what the fuck? Which, his part was great. So he played... Dwight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he well, played Dwight, a, a nice Dwight, who was a uh, a cashier at a basically a, a convenience store. Yeah, and Juno was coming in there to buy some pregnancy tests to obviously to find out if she was pregnant or not. And and I just want to read a little bit of the back and forth that they had because it, it was magical. So Juno um, pees on the pregnancy stick, and she's going over there waiting for it. And, and he's like, so what's the prognosis, fertile myrtle? Minus or plus? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, I don't know. It's not seasoned yet. And then later on, when she looks at it and, it, uh, and it's positive, she starts shaking it. And uh, he's like, that ain't no etch-a-sketch. This is one doodle that can't be undid. And then when she walked in and wanted the test, he was like, third test today. Mama Bear, your ego is prego, no doubt about yeah. it. He was just great, man. I could have used more of him, too. That was like a year before The Office started, right? Office was 08, uh, 09 maybe? I don't know. I, I think, think it was, was 08. I, nah, I think it was 2006 maybe. I, I don't know. There's no way it was that early. 
But they were great. The back and forth was great. I, I just wish that maybe when she bought all those Tic Tacs for Bleecker. Started in 2005. Okay, I was close. What? I just thought it would have been cool if when Juno bought those 400 boxes of Tic Tacs for, uh, for Bleecker, if she would have gone into that convenience store and they could have had some more back and forth. That would have been cool to because just have another feature. It was magical and it was only at the beginning. And then we didn't get any more of that magic. Did you know that uh, Rain Wilson and uh, Elliot Page have been in a movie uh, together where they actually had sex? Really? Mm-hmm. <sighs> it, 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 was really? Called, it was called Super, where he becomes like this uh, like superhero, mm-hmm. and she wants to be his sidekick. Okay. <laughs> that sounds bizarre. <laughs> and Rain Wilson as a superhero, and then also Rain Wilson having sex with someone that's not Angela... From the office? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is the... Does not compute. Well, he didn't really want to, but she was, like, horny and really, really wanted to. And okay. she kind of... Uh, she just kind of got on top and just made him. And he was like, oh, no! And she was like, oh, it's so gushy! Oh, what? Yeah. So it's a comedy movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you should check it out sometime. <laughs> I guess I'll have to. It <laughs> sounds interesting. Yeah. And then Wilson as a superhero. That's fucking weird. Well, yeah, you just have to watch it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you anything else about it. it it's almost kind of uh kick ass in a way. The, uh, okay. Like the movie Kick Ass. Yeah, like a little it, bit it, it, spoofy, a little bit comedy, a little bit real. It's similar. Okay. So I'd have to go back through the list of movies that we've done, but I feel like this has gotta be one of the best casted movies that we've ever done. I think Little Miss Sunshine would be right there in the oh, running. Oh, shit. But yeah. this, with the amount of characters that they got right, it, it's got to be, it, it's top three. But Little Miss sure. Sunshine, who didn't they get right? But look at the sheer number of people they got right in there. And Little Miss Sunshine, they only had to get, what, five people right? Well, they got the entire family right, and they got, like, the the pedophile announcer guy right and they, <laughs> well, got, they yeah. got the beauty pageant old hag correct like i i guess they had less permanent roles in the movie well well no this movie didn't really have very many permanent roles it had the parents juno and bleaker and juno's friend that's five who else was really major in it i mean jason bateman and i forgot uh, about uh, jennifer garner yeah. okay that's seven Okay, so they had two more permanent characters that they had to cast right. But also Juno did get, they got fucking Rain Wilson. They got... They got some star power. Bleaker's mom. That was pretty funny. Exactly. <laughs> like, they they did really, really well. They did. I don't think there was a weakness in this whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. But the same could be said for Little Miss Sunshine. There's no weakness in that. I don't know. I think we need to uh, get a, a piece of poster board out and cut out pictures of all the people in both of them and just have them all out on the, the board thinking, at the same time and just uh, have a head-to-head. I think get the yarn, the red yarn. <laughs> yeah, like Charlie. Yeah. But I am going to go back through, and maybe we can go over that in uh, next week or the week after that, and just see if there's any that even rival, with, with sheer number of characters, these two movies. I doubt it. And there's just no way. And Shaolin Soccer, but... <laughs> that was on TV the other night, and we, we stopped down and watched pretty much the rest of it. Yeah. 
It was delightful for you me. You know, it was, I had a good time watching it. Yeah, I think you gave it like a nine or something like that because you were so disappointed. Because just like a million movies that you've picked before, you like watch one little scene and then you get in your idea this expectation of what it's going to be. Yeah, and then it horrifically disappoints you. But then later <laughs> yeah. on, once you know what it is, you can kind of you can appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this movie. It feels like it's a little more relevant for this day and age with uh, somebody getting pregnant and having some choices to make. Um, not anymore. Yeah. Fucking um, stupid. Yeah, thanks to a bunch of Christian conservative fucking puppets who uh, are out of touch with the reality and what the majority of human beings in this United States would like to happen. So if you're a member of the Supreme Court, fuck you, don't listen to us. If you're a member of the government, fuck you, don't listen to uh, I mean, there, and basically, there's a handful in there. A handful that, that I would I like to listen to. All right, that's fine. But but for the most part, yeah, I- exactly. If but you're especially the Supreme Court, fuck off. If you're in the government and your hair is gray or white, <laughs> fuck you, don't listen to us. If you're rich, you don't belong in the government. True, because you're out of touch with ordinary people. If you're seventy plus. You're also out of touch, and you don't need to be making decisions for younger people. We should just do the the midsummer thing with them. At seventy, they jump off a cliff. Yeah, and then you bash them with the hammer. You're like, your time is up. It's time for the new people, the youngins. How about about walk off this cliff, and you better hope that you die on impact. Ah, that's terrible, Jack. But I think you're (laughs) onto something. (laughs) Yeah, I think I am onto something. But yeah, the the movie also did feel. Like it held a little more relevance to uh, to the times we live in today. Yeah, I, I definitely think me watching this like uh, before that was that like about a month ago now. Um, before that, it would have felt different. At, at least at the start, whenever like abortion was actually something she was thinking about, mm-hmm. um, I would have been like, oh, whatever. But now it, it immediately popped in my head the current climate, and I was yeah. Like, oh. What state is she in? She's going to have to drive somewhere else to go to women now. Exactly. Because they help women now. (laughs) I like that, yeah. All right, so what do you think of uh, Juno and Bleeker as a couple? What do you think? (laughs) The perfect. Okay. Yeah, about in comparison to others that we've done in the show recently. Um... What do we got? Okay, Last time so it was like uh, Alley Girl and well, hold up, hold up. So Emma Stone and yeah, Gosling. shut the fuck up. I got a list right here. So number one, we got uh, Juno and Bleeker against the couple in Ten Things I Hate About You, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. Fuck, they're hard to compare because this movie is different from the other movies by a lot. Like you can't compare well, yeah. Juno and Bleeker to the Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone movie because they're just two completely different... I'm not asking you to compare movies. I'm asking well, you which the, couple is better. They're in different categories. You no, can't. They're a couple. Okay, but it's... I don't, so what is I don't the know difference? how your fucking defective brain works at your what are you age. What talking about? I, I find those extremely hard to compare. How can you not compare? I, I don't, it's just different. How can you not say... I like that couple better than this couple. <laughs> I don't know. I like them both, but I, I neither are better. You got to choose one I, between those I two. Won't. Then they're both going to get a divorce. They're neither one are going to live happily <laughs> ever after true. because of you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I'm not falling for your tricks, old man. It's not a trick, man. That I'm just trying to get trick. you to answer a question. I can't. Are they a better couple than I? Keith can't. Ledger and Julia Stiles. I can't. Those are my two number ones. I can't. Okay, are they a better couple than... Probably. 
Alabama and uh, Christian Slater at oh, yeah. True Romance. Yeah. True Romance. True Romance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Are they a better couple than Scott Pilgrim and Ramona? Yes. Sorry, other Michael Sarah movie. Are they a better couple than Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone? I don't remember that movie whatsoever, so yes. Crazy Stupid Love? What? Um, he helps... I don't remember who the old guy is. Steve Carell. Okay, uh, he helps him fall in love, and that guy is like a player, falls in love with Emma Stone. You're not making this game fun. If you can't even fucking remember <laughs> one of the greatest the movies we've place. seen. I don't like comparing All right. one perfect couple to another perfect couple to another perfect couple. Randy and Julie, Valley Girl. I it's, can't it's, remember that movie. I remember, th- okay, so I remember the movies, but I don't remember scenes where their chemistry is happening. So I can't. Remember the last two times we did this? I couldn't remember Valley Girl, but I remember I loved it so much, so I put them as number one like both times. That's the same kind of thing happening here. I don't remember chemistry scenes between these old-ass movies that we did forever ago, so I'm going to have to say no. No no one is better than 10 Things I Hate About You and Juno. Got to pick one, man. I don't have to. I can't. They are both my number one. They're both flawless. So did this movie get you in the feels at all? Yeah, sure. Yeah? It uh, was a good movie. Yeah. Did your chin quiver or anything like that? Did you kind of feel some welling up? If I would have asked you a question, would you have been like like hard to, hard to talk? Maybe we would have no. been, been like a little... <laughs> no? Why <laughs> do your face like that? I, no. That's the I'm, same as my orgasm face, I'm afraid. So now you know what that looks like. This, this movie was not sad. To me. No, no. I don't know why I would have cried. Do you not, like, get when something, like, is, like, a, a really happy moment or something? Like, like if I were to watch a video of a soldier coming home and, like, surprising his family and stuff like that, he's been away at war or something like that, it fucking gets me, man. I don't get tears My My eyes blur up quick watching shit like that. I, my eyes do not blur up at all on that. My chin doesn't quiver. Does your dick get hard? No. Oh. I, I'll probably... In situations like that, I'll probably just, like, smile. But, like, I don't know. Those videos are... I, I like watching those videos, and it's more of, like, an aww in my head. But that's about it. Those videos don't really do anything for me. I don't know. I just... I'm a little more sentimental. And even though I've seen this movie, I don't know, four or five times, it uh, it still has parts in there that just kind of... They just kind of get me, man. Get get me in the feels, and I'm just... Yeah. And, and my chin doesn't quiver or anything like that. But, you know, I can feel... The water building, you know, close to the close to the dam in my eyes. I guess the part that would get me like the the closest to any sort of emotion you're talking about in this movie was the end where they were facing each other, playing the guitar, singing. That was, I guess, the closest moment to something like that I had this movie. But it was more just like, damn, that's awesome. I had more moments than that. That wasn't even a moment that, I mean, that was a happy moment, and I thought it was a perfect ending. They're singing that song, and the slow zoom out was, was great. But I'm talking more moments like, like when Jennifer Garner is back in her in the nursery mm-hmm. and the, the place where the family photo was going to go. Instead, it was that thing that Juno wrote uh, on that says, if you're still in, I'm still in. I thought that was great, too. That kind of that got me a little bit. <laughs> and really, when Juno sees Jennifer Garner at the mall... And Jennifer Garner puts her hands on the belly because the baby's kicking. And she's like, well, it's not kicking for me. And she gets down and starts talking to it. And then just the look on her face when she feels it kick kind of got me a little bit too. Uh, the, I mean, for me, that scene, I was more like, 
This is kind of weird. You hate watch. pregnant bellies, so there's I, no way a scene like no, that's gonna. It wasn't get because you. of that. I just thought, like, how awkward would that be? Like in real life, if you're pregnant and this person you know, I, I not that well in this movie. They didn't know each other that well. Was all like holding on your stomach and like, hey baby, like, can you hear me in there? I'd be like, oh, like when will this end? Juno loved that. And, and I, you said I'm they didn't saying, know each other that well, but Juno had already entrusted these people with her kids, so they already had a special kind of relationship. But she didn't trust them. I guess she sort of... I would of, say I, she 100% to me, did. She, like, Juno saw the ad, met the people, saw that they were the people in the ad, and said, yeah, the baby's yours. To me, I would not have trusted them. She talked to them for, like, 30 minutes, the, like, the first time they met, and, was, yeah, the baby's yours, 100%. She could tell that at least you Jennifer Garner was going to be a great mother. You can't tell anything in this world. I, I would have trusted Jennifer Garner. The only reason that I trusted her or Jason Bateman was because I figured this movie was not the kind of movie to really pull anything fucked up. You know, I couldn't trust people after 30 minutes of talking to them. But Juno's just that weird like, down for whatever kind of independent, like, yeah, let's try this out kind of person, immediately jumped into the idea of, yeah, this is your baby now. All right, let's just get in a fair part. I don't think I can nail down one. And I loved Juno and Bleaker. I feel like any time they were together, it was fun to watch. More fun than Cat uh, and Patrick and uh, 10 Things I Hate About You? I mean, there's... A lot more pain in that movie, so yeah, probably oh, more okay. fun. So they're the better couple? No. Uh, I can't decide that. You can't keep asking me that. I guess you can, but I'm never going to satisfy your craving for a definitive answer on who's better. All right, so let's just look at it another way. Which one would you want to see like a, a follow-up movie about? It's Juno. Okay. And I don't so really, favorite couple. I don't remember how 10 Things I Hate About You ends. Good God, do you you don't remember the movies that we do? I mean, it's either they get put in a filing cabinet of I hated this movie or I liked this movie, and then the all the pages get ripped out except for the title page, and then they get closed. Like, do you remember somebody who wronged you in first grade well, and yeah, still want to knock their teeth out today, but you can't remember a movie anger that we did like 15 weeks ago in that, my you, being. that you gave a 100 to? I mean, I remember she read the poem and cried. He, like, bailed her out of detention. He sang on the bleachers. She bailed him out of detention. Uh, they did paintball. Yeah. Or paint, whatever they did, paint grenade thing. Um, she hated him. He loved her. He won her back. He had a big old smile. Um, his wingman was that one guy. Uh, fuck. Is it? Just stop. He has a three-part Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Just, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember fine details, and I don't remember the ending. So you would rather see a, uh, a Juno and Bleeker movie? I will say that Juno and Bleeker are more interesting characters. Mm -hmm. Ten Things I Hate About You is great, but the characters had a lot less depth, I feel like, compared, because... I mean, they're both great movies, but I, I guess Juno and Bleaker, it's, there's something so charming about the weird, off-kilter, awkward couple that just works perfectly. 
It's a it plays at different parts of your brain and different emotions, I guess, because it's it's more satisfying. Because I don't know, I feel like in Ten Things I Hate About You, they're both hot as fuck. That's another thing. Like that's the movie couple right there. But Juno and Bleecker, and they're both good looking. I feel like, and Michael Sarah definitely more the nerdier, skinnier. Oh, that's not a real man kind of type guy, but. <laughs> the guy said, no, you should grow a mustache. And he's like, I can't. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's just like he's a skinny, nerdy kind of class. That's his classification. And then Juno's just really weird, grungy. She was good looking, though. They just made a perfect couple. And to see like the actual perfect click is just more satisfying. But yeah, any my favorite part is just any with them, I guess, for their interacting. I thought it was fun. My favorite part by far was the sonogram scene where oh yeah the, the sonogram tech is is judgy and is the like bitch. well thank goodness for that that she's going to get adopted because I've seen too many teens and how it just ruins their lives and it's a, like a toxic yeah. environment and Bran uh, Gino's stepmom just fucking goes off on her and just puts her in her place and it's just wonderful it was wonderful awesome you know speaking of Looking back at what movie's cast is better than this movie's cast, as far as favorite parts go, I got to say that favorite part, watching that scene in this movie, is got to be top 10 of favorite parts that we've had in the 167 episodes just we've done. The justice and the fact that it was a decent ways into the movie, so you had a feel for everything, you knew everybody, and it was just awesome, yeah. It was beautiful, is what it was. All right, bucket of chicken. Soundtrack. Out, I, it's a very common theme for you to say, oh, the soundtrack was good in this movie. Like, what did you think? And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't remember any of the songs. Like, out of all of the soundtracks that I can think of, which is basically zero, <laughs> this is number one. This was so good. I liked every single song that played. Um, just the soundtrack was amazing. Um, and J.K. Simmons, close second. Yeah, there's so many nominees, I guess, for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got the casting. Just whoever decided that these people need to be in this movie, fantastic job. Absolutely the soundtrack. It's phenomenal. Elliot Page, magnificent. Mm -hmm. Michael Sarah, fantastic. J.K. Simmons, amazing. Allison Janney, holy shit. I mean, it was just, they were all fantastic in their own way. I need to edit my answer real quick. Okay. Same same bucket of chicken, but I had remembered that I was gonna give it to J.K. Simmons, and then I realized, oh, let me kind of cheat here. It'd be for the parents. So the parents <laughs> are the close second, not just J.K. Simmons, because they both played small to medium roles in the movie and were great every single time they were on. So yeah, they were my number two. I don't know how much leeway they gave the actors as far as um, script went. Like, uh, you go off script or whatever. But I feel like the script was perfect in this movie. The yeah. things that they said. Wizard. Uh, yeah. I thought that was awesome. Uh, yeah. It was it was just perfect. And and so I'm, I'm going to give it to the person who wrote the script. Wow. I mean, everybody in this is deserving. And, That's and probably it, the first time a script writer has ever gotten a bucket yeah. of chicken on our show. And, and, and it pains me not to give it to every single one of the characters and every single one of the actors because they were all fantastic, but this script was fucking perfect. All right, 
score time. What do you think? I mean, I have a feeling we're both going to give it the same one, and if you don't, I, I, I just don't understand what you're doing here. Uh, this is a 100 through and through. I mean, and that's it. It's a 100 for me, too. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's so weird that a movie can just start out so wonderful, and you're just like, oh, man, this is 100 from the very, very beginning, and then it hits that turn where it's so uncomfortable and it takes you to a place that just makes you feel like, no, stop. Oh no, this is gross. It makes me feel bad. Stop, stop, stop. I, I can't handle this, but then can still be at 100 to put you through that and still come out on the other side and just be boogie nights. Well, I'm pretty sure we gave, I'm probably gave that a hundred. You did not. Uh, then it's still close. I think that's before you were like giving one hundreds freely boogie nights. I he had to suck another dude's dick in the car and then got beat up or whatever. No, I think he just gave a hand job. Uh, yeah. So you gave Boogie Nights an 86. I it probably bothered me really bad, but like looking back on the movie, and I, I've seen it multiple times now, I, I can confidently say that movie is a 95 plus. You hadn't broken your 100 chair yet. It, 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 yeah. It and took it you just, till episode 21 to do that. And that then you movie, did 22 and then you did 29. 33, 35, 38, 39, 44. I guess I was picking those two. It Follows was your first one, then Joker, then The Matrix, then Straight Outta Compton, then Gangs of New York, then Almost Famous, then Moulin Rouge, then Smokey and the Bandit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember that movie. Of course you don't. Do you you remember Hitman Agent 47? That movie sucked. No, the truck driver didn't die. I mean, I think he was alone in... With his dog? Do you have a dog? Fred. Yeah. I don't know what the dog looked like. He's a basset hound. And then and they was, didn't die. They were in Smokey and the Bandit 2. It was that one... And three. Smokey was Burt Reynolds, and then there's that girl. No, the bandit was Burt Reynolds. Smokies are police uh, officers. Sorry, I forget that... Just stop, man. You're so embarrassing the yourself. The was um, Burt Reynolds. And yeah, his then, car said Bandit 1 on the license plate, so I'm pretty sure he was the bandit. Yeah, whatever. And then that girl, what was she from? She's Forrest Gump's mom. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. We're pretty sure that the bandit got her pregnant, dropped her off in Greenbow, Alabama to raise a kid uh, by herself. And that was Forrest Gump. And that's the bandit way. Mm-hmm. So it happens when you drive a Trans Am, a bitchin' one. Yep. With T-tops. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, Boogie Nights had a downfall. Uh, it was way worse than this movie. But, okay. This yeah. movie didn't have a downfall. No. It was just uncomfortable at times. Extremely. Boogie Nights, I mean, there's a mo- what, the movie called Blow with Johnny Depp or whatever. Yes. Supposedly has the worst, most depressing well, because like, it bullshit has, ever. But It has the highest of highs. And then... Yeah, it sinks really, really low, I, and it hurts. I mean, Boogie Nights, he's, he was way high. And then it dropped. <laughs> that was a really rough one, too. It was. I mean, one does not come out of watching that movie for the first time and really feel great, you know? like No. I don't remember the end of it, obviously, for some reason, because I only remember the end of the movie if it's Gladiator um, <laughs> nowadays. But I know it didn't end on a horrible note. Like, he no, like, it didn't. got back on his feet or something. But it got really fucking bad. Like, really fucking bad. It did. I mean, that movie, you, you can't compare the fucking line graph of that movie to this movie. No, but this movie, it just got 
uncomfortably gross. It was gross. It yeah. wasn't. It didn't put you in despair. So before we wrap this up, when I was reading about the Mormon mothers, I came across a review that somebody wrote about Juno, and I want to see how you feel about this. Horrendous movie, I'd rather eat paint. I would rather watch water evaporate. Any male with normal testosterone levels will hate this movie. I promise you that. As for females, you all better be able to relate to a girl, Ellen Page, who believes less like a high schooler and more akin to an S&M freak from the Bowery. Paige's performance is lackluster, much like the development of her relationship with other characters. Wow. They were trying to be like funny and creative with like the testosterone mm -hmm. line. Uh, when, when was that written? 2008. Okay. I was going to say. By baseball that. fan 4461. Baseball's the worst sport at Don't At Me, whatever. But I, I guess the only thing I have to say is I would love to watch them eat paint for a while. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll put that person in my storage unit and just have paint slowly drip into their mouth until they die. Do your Mortal Kombat finishing move. Oh, yeah, paint addition. Literally, I'm just going to fill them with paint until they're dead. So I'm, then I'm going to pump their stomach and do it again. <laughs> and then, yeah. Any male with normal testosterone levels will hate this movie. I promise you that. What, what does I that guess, even mean? I guess mine's really high. There's more of a man. I can I can understand this movie and like it. That doesn't even make any sense. And then later, it, it, exactly, it's 2008 is, shit. Is he that, trying that to say funny back then. that you can't be a man and like this movie? Is that is that what he's, he's getting at? He's probably saying that men with lower testosterone levels, that he would probably call like betas or like, oh, you're a little bitch. You would like this movie, that kind of thing. You're not a man. You would like this. And then she behaves less like a high schooler and more akin to an S and M freak. What? I definitely, I mean, there's nothing about pain in this movie. No. No no physical pain being brought upon anybody nope, or being nope. given to anybody. No gimp suits were cited throughout this movie. <laughs> like I, I, mean, I will admit Juno did not behave much like a 16-year-old. It, it was like if a 16-year-old was mixed with someone very well-versed who was had like a master's in something smart, you know, like Juno is really smart. I feel like, but under the guise of a, I'm going to corrupt your son kind of character, you know, definitely not a 16 year old, no 16 year olds that smart. No, no 16 year old is going to set up their own child adoption thing. And then going to plan to drive over and meet the people, set up your own appointment with them. Like, it's just so independent, like a level of independency. No 16 year old with both of their parents and their lives has. Not that we ever give movies their justice when we talk about movies, because sometimes we rarely talk about them. I think mm -hmm. our uh, Overlord episode, uh, Chris from the Film Stripping Podcast, said his favorite part was when we talked about the movie. You know, just kind of pointing out that we didn't really talk about the movie at all. I think... I don't remember what we talked about. I, we, we didn't really talk about the movie much at all. So this movie, there's no way we could ever do it justice talking about it. You have to watch it. Yeah. It's free on Prime. Yeah. So Which was great. It's been a long time since we've got a movie for free. Yeah. But we can't really describe the characters and their quirkiness and their interactions. It's just... It's it's fantastic. And so much fun to watch, except for some of the middle parts. Yeah. But, yeah, I highly recommend that you watch this movie. It's better than watching Water Evaporate. I promise you that. 
And it's a lot better than drinking paint. All right, you got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and men, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 168 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. We also have a website you can go to. Uh, there's some links on there. You can click on a link to uh, submit a question for Ask Jack. You can click on a link to see all the movies we mugged. And you can click on a link to go to our merch store. We've got a lot of cool designs over there, not just movie mugging gear. Although, why wouldn't you want some movie mugging gear? True. Also, if you like us, if you dig us, rate us, review us, but more importantly, tell a friend. You could be the reason that they smile today indirectly, but directly by uh, letting <laughs> or, them know about us. Or cringe, depending on <laughs> what episode you tell them to listen to. Probably a little bit of both. A cringe and a smile, but those two go hand in hand together. But yeah, spread the word. Sharing is caring. All right. Until next time, you have yourself a movie mugging day. Later. Granny fucked grandpa's fanny.